Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. My name is Kramer. It is Monday, August 22nd. We are going straight to it. We are online right now with the bricklayer of TikTok fame. And uh, we're here to pick his brain for a bit and uh, see how how much he's pickled it since we talked to him last. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> and 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 dive deep into what he's talking about and doing today. So welcome, Bricklayer. What do you have to tell America? Um well, thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Uh, been loving your content lately also. Thank you. And uh, the work you're doing in trying to get people more involved. It's uh, It's been fun watching it, and uh, I've been uh, trying to promote that as much as possible. Well, but- it's always... I always enjoy running across your videos on TikTok because they're uh, they're always so you know salient and to the point. Um, uh, it's almost like it's funny. Uh, I, I look at how uh, the Bible was written, and I look at how uh, different stories through history have been written, and many times they've been written in a, in a specific form as to hide the meaning of what they're saying behind a parable or something else. And when I listen to you, that's what I get is that you seem to talk in that coded language so you can say exactly what you mean without getting taken down for saying what you said. <laughs> well, I think it's not just that I avoid the bans, which is funny because right now I'm posted banned. That's um, I am too. Yep. I, yeah, I uh, I do believe that um, I caught a little bit of the flack from your anti-Q posting and because <laughs> I supported you, other people supported you. Yep. And so um, I found myself under attack also. And yeah, uh, they, well, it was interesting in that, in that process is that, uh, and that's what pissed me off so much is that they were willing to do the exact same thing uh, to us that the left does to us because they didn't like the opinion. And my point was, is that you can't be a part of free speech fighting for free speech. If you're going to do the exact same thing to us that they do to us. Yeah, like, and it doesn't even matter. No, like, how does how, how does how does any of that matter? Whether Q exists or doesn't. Well, it's their ideology. Here's what I realized happened. Um, it wasn't it wasn't the believers or the followers who came for me first. It was all of those people whose accounts are based only on Q. Yeah, because what I was doing is I was calling into question. I was calling their authority into question. And they and, didn't like that. But because, well, so many of them are selling merch, they're selling stuff, they're doing, you know, and, and I've got a real problem with that. I, I don't have a problem with people making a living. I don't have a problem with that at all. But when they're hawking t-shirts and they start, this is what really got me. They curtailed what they were saying and started using code words because they were afraid of being banned because it would mean something to their bottom line. Well, and here's the funny thing is they're working against themselves because by pointing out Kramer said Q doesn't exist, yep. it's going to draw traffic to you Yep, and it's going to make them lose followers. They should have just moved on. And, uh, and again, it was just an opinion. That's yeah. what's interesting to me. I gave, I didn't attack anyone personally. I didn't come after anyone uh, until they started telling lies. And then I call them out and say, listen, and, and even when they, they told the lies and I called them out for it, I didn't call them out personally and say, you did this. I was saying, this is what your group believes in. This is they, the thing that you believe in. They did not give you the same courtesy. I no. saw some videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, the thing is, and, and again, they went after, uh, first of all, you have a style, 
Yours is branded, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as I roll up, you, you have a consistent style and look. Everyone does. Mine has been the close-up thing, black and white. From, from every, every every time I try and get away from the whole drunken shtick, yep. look at the comments. They're like, where's the cup? <laughs> Where? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, it gets tiring. <laughs> it gets tiring doing this, you know, yep. messing up my hair and, and forcing. <laughs> Playing the, the character. It, you're right. Playing the character. It, and, but every time I try and break away, they, they're like, no, <laughs> this well, is what we want. Well, you know, it's funny is that um, I've had, I've met several people in person now. Um, and what I think this is funny is that when they realize um, that who we are is actually who we are. These are our personalities. It's not a character that you or I play. It's who we are. When you first started doing your shtick, right, it was it was a joke. And it was almost like um, I, I looked at it as, um, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Red Skelton. Right, was able to, in the 60s, 50s and 60s, he used a drunken character to be able to cut through very sharply and say things because the drunk was allowed to say it. Yeah. Right? And, and you right. can see, well, he's drunk. He's, yeah, he doesn't know what he's saying. But you're being able, you're able to be very sharp, and that's cutting. And that that's why you're so dangerous. And then, right? oh, I also use it to insult because yep. if a drunk can understand this yep. and the president can't, yep. I mean, where are we? <laughs> Well, the battle continues on a daily basis. You know what's interesting about what's what's happening in the nation right now is that um, we've got a we've got a, a group on the left and a large group. They're huge um, that believes in censorship. They believe in cancel culture. They believe that if they have enough people on their side saying that I shouldn't be able to say something or you shouldn't be able to say something, um, that if they have enough, that we shouldn't be able to say anything. We should lose our voices. Yeah. And sadly, that's what this Q phenomenon believes in as well. They believe in in silencing opposition. And that's just as un-American as what the left is doing. And so my push was that, and, and this is what's this is what I think is so dangerous about the Q movement, is that they are so locked into it and so locked into their mentality and their ideology that they don't give even one percent, a one percent chance that it's all fake and they've been led down the primrose path. Well, actually, what's dangerous about Q is it's not a cancel culture silence movement. It's a trick to get people to silence themselves. Exactly. Even worse. Yeah, where you get people that voluntarily shut up and trust the plan. Yeah, a plan and, that they don't know. Um, I looked a bit in the Q. Um, I did. I did when it first came out. Yeah, and some of it, some of it caught my attention, like the watch the water. And yep. then all of a sudden, worldwide shipping broke yep. down. I'm yep. like, wait a minute now. Yep. And uh, see, that's so vague that the the when we started looking at it, it wasn't just me. There was a group of us, about 25 people, that went through it, and we all we all came back together and said, okay, what what do you think? And we're all open minded. Some people believed in it, some people didn't. But over time, that group has all come to the realization that it's all fake. Every yep. single one of us. And and we're from a wide background, uh, different socioeconomic uh, races. I mean, we, we are a diverse group of people that work together. And so when we looked at it, the, the two that were really staunch at the beginning have learned, no, it's not. There's nothing here. Um, when you have to include numerology, when you're hiding your message so deep that you need to know numerology to be able to break the message apart and still not get a plan, that's the thing. 
what we saw was that everything that's there are blanket statements or questions that are no different than a palm reader or a fortune teller would put out in the public to see what they can get back from that. You believe what you want to believe about it. So to your point, when you utilize the, um, the, the you know, watch the waters. Yeah. Well, DC flooded and everybody said, oh, oh, this is it. Watch the, yep. you're, yeah. you're looking, you know, you're, you're looking for something to happen. I mean, Las Vegas just flooded. Watch the waters. That's what I'm saying. So people can read anything they want into it because it's so vague. On the other hand, and I, let me wrap up real quick. On the All other right. hand, um, Klaus Schwab and his group, they have a plan. I've read their plan. Mm-hmm. It's very clear. And they keep adding to the plan of things, new things that they want to do. We don't have that on our side. We're told, sit down. Somebody else is taking care of it. It's okay. Move on. It's been taken care of. You don't have to defend your rights or your freedoms. Somebody, someone else is doing it for you. That's what we just kept seeing. That's that's yeah. our takeaway. That whole DC tunnel flooding. Yep. Where um, the Q crowd was like, they're flooding the tunnels because of the kids. Yep. And one of the things about the Q thing is, oh, every they're all pedophiles. And then, well, he nailed that one out of the park, though. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. If you're in politics and you've been in politics very long, you know it's a problem. And it's not just a problem in politics. It's a problem everywhere. Doctors, lawyers, police, everybody has been busted for trying to fuck a kid. Yeah, it's and they won't even go after him. What, what's the FBI doing raiding Trump? When they have Hunter Biden's laptop. And I've said it many times. I've seen it. I've seen the contents of the laptop. He should be arrested. Those are children. Those are not small females. Those are fucking kids. The uh, the saving grace of the FBI would be they are not pressing charges because Biden could give a pardon. If I see well, no, them no, no. arrest. He to, he, to, to, give a, to give a pardon, you have to be charged and um, uh, uh, convicted of a crime. Yeah. You have to go through the whole process before, right? And, and, and but he could he could easily habeas corpus that in thirty days, and so Daddy could pardon him. And so that's really the only saving grace of the FBI not arresting Hunter Biden is they got to get Daddy out of office. Do you think that they're really all that interested in it though? Absolutely not. Yeah, I see. I, I don't think that there's anybody at the FBI who's worried about this. When I keep hearing Sean Hannity or or uh, even Mike Pence the other day said, do not disgrace the rank and file. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes, I will disgrace them because they're keeping silent. And now we've heard, we've learned here recently that 13 agents have come forward. We don't know what they've said yet, but they've got to oh, they've got to open their mouth. They know what's going on. Yeah, I've heard about the whistleblowers. What's the, what's the over under that Trump? Uh, through back doors caused the raid so that he could embarrass them. I just don't think that there's, I, I don't think that's there. I, the, everybody wants to think that Trump is in control. Trump is not in control of shit. I don't, th- I don't think it's there either. Okay. So Trump's not in control. Backdooring it to make it, he doesn't have to, they, they do not want him running in 24. Correct. They do not want him. They want to convict him before this. They want to convict him before January 3rd. You know, they have to convict him before January 3rd. This this, this argument that uh, Trump declassified the documents, but Biden reclassified them. Can't do it. But all right. So what would stop the president of the United States of America looking at my credit card receipts, seeing that I bought some McDonald's, classifies the McDonald's receipts, and then the FBI kicks in my door looking for those receipts? Right. That is a terrifying thought. Well, and that's but that's where it's gotten. 
that, yeah. that that's how corrupt it is. I mean, we've got this. Um, what was the? Uh, let me bring it up here real quick. There's a story of the um, state senator from Texas, I believe, who has uh, has been given 18 years and a 1.6 million dollar fine um, for supporting Trump. Um, and I've got to get what it is, but the the he was he was brought up on charges. The FBI agent who was in charge of that erased the hard drive that had mm-hmm. the information that would would set him free, and the FBI erased it. Now the FBI agent's going to jail for what yeah. he did, but the he dude he's still in jail for thirteen yeah. years. This shit has to stop. I think you're going to see an attack on sheriffs because that's the scenario that would actually spark off a civil war. Is uh, you have, like, say, these new IRS agents start operating in a county and the sheriff shuts them down. Mm-hmm. So the federal government comes in in force mm-hmm. to back up their agents, and all of a sudden the sheriff just deputizes the entire county and says, yep. go hog wild. Yep. That's the most likely scenario on how this could go bad very quick. Well, that's what I've been saying from the get-go, is that the most powerful person in your community is your local sheriff. They are the most powerful elected official in your state, in your in your immediate area. Your governor does not have as much power as the local sheriff has immediately. Well, the Supreme Court even said they have more power than the president in yep. their county. In their county, yep. And, and uh, that, that Supreme Court ruling came from the uh, pot smokers in California, and they thought they really did something there. Uh, and that turned around on them <laughs> real quick. <laughs> well, that's, you know, the issue is that we've got in the country right now is we've got, <clears throat> we've got a bunch of people um, that are all too happy to sit and bitch and moan about what's going on. And then are reluctant to do anything about it. And, and as soon as you say, well, let's take action, everybody thinks that, that that means, well, we got to go in the streets and we got to burn and pillage and riot and loot. And, and that's not it. It's getting involved. Here's the thing. This next election is the most pivotal election, most important election in our nation's history. I think if we don't get control and don't expect a red wave to happen just because it's being predicted. Right. Right. If you don't get involved to ensure that the red wave happens, there's a chance it might not happen. Here's the thing. You get involved and you document what's going on around you. As you see things wrong, you start raising the stink right then and there. If they try to throw you out, risk getting elected or getting arrested. Are because, you, uh, are you what, watching like how you talk about these topics because of the way the DOJ is baiting people? No. No, because the Constitution and my rights are on my side. They can say whatever they want. They can try and bait anything that they want. I'm not calling for violence against the, the United States. What I'm saying is if, if we don't get involved, that violence is going to happen regardless. And I don't have to lift a finger or tell anybody to go do it. It's going to happen on its own. It's organic. Look at what just happened in Sri Lanka. Did mm-hmm. you see the video of the president fleeing for his life? Yeah. <laughs> when the people have had enough, the people have had enough. I don't, I'm not the one that's going to start that. I'm just saying unless these politicians don't get their shit straight and start um, – and start doing the right thing for the right reasons, they're going to be on the, the wrong end of a gun. That's not me saying that. That's history saying that. You are I mean, correct. But, you know, here, here's the thing. All of these, all of these leftists 
all of the Democrats and all of these fucking rhinos that called us traitors for going to the Capitol on January 6th and standing there and trying to regress grievances against our government. We have the fucking right to do that. Let yeah. me remind you that every motherfucker that you think of as a founding father was a goddamn traitor. Absolutely. He's a document that said, I'm standing against the king. I'm a traitor. They were a traitor to their king and to their nation. A lot of them got killed, too. Yep. They gave their lives because of what they believed in. Yeah. And, and the best thing that you guys can do is sit in your couches or on your chairs, drinking your beer and, and complaining about nothing ever going to happen as you do nothing. That's what pissed me off. That's what got me started on this Q thing, because everybody says, well, we've got to wait and see. We've got to wait and see, because if we if we act, if we do anything right, then they're going to use that as, as an excuse. Nobody did shit. And they raided Trump's house. Well, if we're going back on Q, I've actually been bragging that I actually figured out who Q is. Well, who's Q? Well, what it is, is while I was looking at all this Q stuff, doing the hindsight, mm -hmm. there were three big points of Q. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the fact that he's an insider. Right. Okay. All the people, oh, it's an insider. Yep. And then uh, there's the uh, trust the plan. Yep. So Q has a plan. And then the final one was where we go one, we go all. Yep. And so it looked like the plan was essentially uh, getting a, a group mentality and a networking solution going. Yeah. That would be you. <laughs> you are Q. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> Q would, Q would uh, the Q people would not like to hear that. If oh, that's no, the no. case. The Q people come on board. And get connected with Kramer because Kramer is networking. That's where we go on. We go all where we go. Kramer on, we go is an insider yep. and yep. Kramer has a plan. I have a plan. Yep. So there you go. We got Kramer Q. Right now it's, time, it's trying. It's time to trust the plan. Now I can Let's, get behind it because we know what yes. the plan is now. Now we, we know, know what the plan, plan is. is. You are the plan. <laughs> I'm, Q. I'm Q. That's hilarious. Um, you know what's, you know, here's what's dangerous though. The thing that's dangerous about this is that what if somebody did step forward? That was an insider and said that they were Q and had a nefarious uh, purpose in mind, they could have an army behind them, a group of people that would not waver, almost like, well, that group uh, called the Nazis. Yeah. They didn't question anything. They do not question at all. Right. Yep. I mean, let me give you an example. I like Trump and I like his policies. Did not trust him when he said, hey, take the vaccine. Didn't Correct. do it. You're right. I Still not going to do it. I don't care who is, but, but we're in a cult. The cult people are the ones who follow exactly what they're told without question. That That's dangerous. And we've seen what happens on the left when that happens. We've seen what happens on the right when that happens. Did you did you see Trump uh, endorse the Democrat? I did. He's trolling. He's he is a monster that guy. fucking troll. He is fucking that guy. He is what a troll. <laughs> what a troll. I put my energy behind this guy. What a fucking troll. What are, what are you going to do, Democrats? You want to primary that guy? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What a genius move. That was hilarious. That was the guy that uh, headed up the impeachment. Yep. And. Well, uh, well, again, that's what it takes, right? That got people's attention. That that kind of thing right there. Here's here's the thing that I, I was watching some of the hearings uh, the other night. And I was watching uh, Massey and uh, who's the uh, congressman from California? Dark-headed. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, Dark-headed, oh, dark-complected. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. It'll come to me here in a moment. But he and Massey were talking uh, about um, what they're going to do this January when they take back over and that's a plan. Yeah. 
right? That's something I can get behind. What they want to do is they want to go back in and everybody who was kicked out of the military and given a dishonorable discharge because they took a vaccine that didn't work. Yes, I'm going to say it again. The vaccine didn't work. The military never got the vaccine that they were promised. They were promised the FDA approved one. That never They never got that. Millie fucking lied to him. And now he's... There's going to be a lot of, this is why I don't think the election will happen. There's too many people whose lives, who, whose livelihoods are on the line now, who lied over the last four to six years, the, the last two in particular that we know about, lied to the American people over and over and over again. Dr. Deborah Burke, Burks is one. If you read her new book, she says in, the, in her new book that she never expected the vaccines to work. Yep. Ever. And she's not in trouble for it. And she's not in trouble for it. She pushed it. That's an omission by that. That's a lie by omission. If you don't believe that something's going to work, but you stand behind it because you get to retain your power, you can't be in power anymore. I uh, I disagree with you. Where I think the elections are going to happen. What do you uh, think's going to happen? What I think is going to happen is those machines are going to be smoking. Where all of a sudden, when the vote results come in, there will be more votes than there are citizens in the United States of America because they're going to have to cheat so damn bad on this one. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't think it's not, it's not that I don't think the elections will happen. Um, I just don't see how they can happen. I don't see how they can allow them to happen. Uh, what we just saw happen with, with Liz Cheney is a great example of what we're expecting across the country. Yeah. 40 and 40 point leads, uh, huge disparities. Um, and that's going to set the, the Democrats back for 20, 30 years. If we get our way, if there is a real red wave, they know that they're set back for 20 years at least because it's not going to stop in 24. It's going to even build in 24, right? Because they're going to they're going to do what they've been doing for the last two years. They're going to double down on everything. I mean, they went from, you know, we're not in a recession. That's not what this is. We know the high, the, the prices are high and the gas prices are high, but we're not in a recession. They're going to try and redefine everything. Yeah, it's it's weird how how we've gotten to that point where they started. What was that back in the 80s where they started coming up with different keywords and and putting a lot of meaning into how you say a single word? Yep. And it was almost like they were talking in code. And yep. now we're to the point where instead of any sort of definitions, any sort of truth. They just, well, it is what we say it is, and you exactly. can't argue with it. Exactly. Uh, the vaccines work, and you don't, you cannot talk about it. No. The vaccines are what we say they are. Vaccines are what we say they are. They don't have to meet the criteria of a vaccine's definition. They don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, they, they changed the definition on that one. They even, right in our face, they said we're changing the definition. Yeah. And now all the websites had to go and change their definition. So what we'll have to do at some point in the future is change it back or I'm never taking another vaccine because if a vaccine doesn't do what it's supposed to do, there's no reason to take it. If, if, if you can get sick, if you can pass it on, if you can die, or you can have adverse reactions to the vaccine, then I'm not taking it. When a vaccine or a medication is a thousand times more deadly than the polio vaccine that they pulled. Yeah. Got a problem with it. I'm sorry. It, it is what it is. And what it's going to take is it's going to take people. It's going to take people being very, very loud. What I'd also like to see for anybody listening today is that if you were fired from your job because you refused to take the jab, get an attorney now. Based on what the CDC has just said and them restructuring everything, they know they were wrong and it was wrong information. You were you were fired for no reason, for no good reason. Well, we just had a $10 million judgment for exactly. healthcare workers. Yep. They won the lawsuit for being yep. fired. Yep. 
Well, what the CDC has done is they've over they've overstepped. And now what they're trying to do is they're what the CDC did with health. The IRS is now going to do with taxes. These new 87,000 armed um, uh, agents that they're bringing on board have nothing other. They will not be going after millionaires and billionaires. They'll be going after us. People forget real quick that Obama militarized and weaponized the IRS and sent them out after conservative um, foundations. Uh, if you like what you're doing, if you're if you're going to become a hub, yep. you're going to get raided by the IRS, and it's yep. going to be at 4 a.m. They kick in your door, yep. and that's yep. what Obama was doing. Right. Exactly. Well, exactly what they just did to to Project Veritas where they raided him for a book that he had. They didn't have any reason or a right to that book. Ashley Biden's diary. Right? He, even, he even offered it to them. Right. He, he said, hey, you guys can have it. Yeah. And they still used it as an excuse to kick in his door. And we've got, we've got police departments across the country that have become more and more militarized. And the officers who will follow orders and do whatever they're told to keep their job, that's all we have left in many departments across the country. So if you think that they're going to stand up for your rights, if you think that they're going to stand up for the right thing or the American Constitution, they're not. And, and, and let me put it this way. Most people don't realize this. Everything, everything that Hitler did, every crime that he committed against humanity was legal in the, in the country of Germany. And every country that they took over, it was legal for him to do whatever he did in that country at the time that he was there. When he was putting uh, the Jews into the uh, uh, camps in Auschwitz and in Poland and so on, that was all legal. Well, that's so, that's why I think those machines are going to be smoking in November is because the same people that did it last time are in control now. And so they just give themselves a pass. Just like... Just I, like I, I hope not. I, if they if they do it again, see, I don't think they're stupid enough to do it again. I think that they're going to. It's too obvious what happened last time. I don't think they can do it. And this is state by state, so it's not a national election this time. This time it's state by state, unless there's somebody overseeing the entire thing uh, at at the top level, being able to manage state by state. I think it's going to be hard hard to do. Well, yeah, they they are. It's Zuckerberg and and Dominion machines, and it's it's. Even if it's state by state, it's the same see, players. I don't, I don't see they. I don't see how they can do it again. I the polling right now shows that there's going to be a huge red wave. I don't see how that they can stop that from happening. Well, because they just they rig it. They and they go. These are the numbers, and you're a conspiracy theorist. You question it. Nope, not going to happen again. Next time, offices will get raided by the public. The sheriffs will go in and take over, and if the sheriff doesn't do it, then the citizenry will. It, this will not happen again. We will not have a repeat of 2020 and 2022. That won't happen. You've got too many people involved that know what's going on now. They cannot hide it. That's why I keep saying that the, the only option they have is not to have the election. Some false flag or real flag event that causes the nation to shut down, um, whether that be our electric grid going down, uh, some kind of ca uh, catastrophe, um, natural disaster. Uh, there's so many different ways that they could do it all at once. And it, it would only have to, to, to work in blue states. If blue states, right. for whatever reason, shut down, because that's how the shutdown started. It didn't start in a red state. What happened is it start, started in, a, in blue states that affected red states. Yeah. So when Detroit shut down, for example... Michigan shut down. Well, so did the Midwest because so many different industries feed the the automotive industry. And if they if if the automotive industry isn't going to be working, well, then they can't produce for that because and that's how it started. Well, there's there's one reason why I agree with you that it would be very difficult for them to cheat again, mm -hmm. and that's because we got Kramer Q 
uh, <laughs> talk live, telling people, watch the boxes, get involved. Yep. You know, uh, I, I was watching um, your TikTok live um, back on Friday and you were telling people, hang out with beers, watch yep. it. And if people come up to those boxes and want to drop 30, you know, get their license plate. Yep. And, document. Uh, let, let them document. Show, show everything. Get their license plate, get their face and get as close to them as you can, yeah. as, as you can safely. Right. Is that we have to push these people back into the shadows. They cannot do what they did uh, and, and just show up. And because here's what's going to happen when when they find out that they can't go to this drop box and that drop box and that drops drop box and do these illegal activities. What's going to happen is they're going to go to a drop box that is unguarded. And that drop box is going to showcase all the crime, all the fraud, because it's impossible. You cannot get different um, precincts and so on, and especially sequential uh, uh, sequential ballots. You can't get them in the same precinct box. It's I, impossible. I, I don't think, I think you got to be a little bit more covert, like go be across the street, because otherwise they're going to, uh, they're going to use polling intimidation laws. And that's not, that's not an intimidation law. They, they can use whatever they want. Me sitting there and watching a box to make sure you, you don't cheat is not an intimidation. It only intimidates those that want to cheat. Anyone who comes up with one ballot, we're going to document everybody that comes up with one ballot and pops it in. Don't care how you voted. Don't care. You can vote for Republican, Democrat, Independent. Don't care. We're going to watch. We're going to watch the ballots. And if someone comes up with 30 ballots, that's illegal. That's illegal. I'm not going to try and stop them. I'm not going to try and intercede. I'm just going to document what they've done. Maya, have you seen they kind of, uh, they're not, obviously the news doesn't talk about it, but there's a lot of places that actually decertified. I saw that. Yeah. And my state of Wisconsin, we just made ballot boxes illegal. Yep. And the Supreme Court ruled they never were legal. Yep. And so I'm kind of wondering why my state isn't decertified. Here's what I think is going to happen. <clears throat> so there, there's two options that we have going on. We have an election. It goes through. There's a red wave. The left gets pissed off. They release, they release Antifa and Black Lives Matter back into the streets until the 2024 election um, in an attempt to show how bad things can get if they don't get their way. Because that's really all it is. Yeah, that is what it is. Right. So they allow that to happen. Um, and one of two things happen. Either Trump is reelected in 2024. Um, well, one of three things, because I think one of three things is possible. Trump is reelected in 2024. Trump is assassinated between now and 2024, or Trump is made president in 2023 by naming him a Speaker of the House. So mm -hmm. they impeach Biden, they impeach Kamala. Uh, Nancy would no longer be in charge of the House. Then they go in, and um, I don't know if we'd get impeachments, though, because we need two-thirds of the Senate to vote that they're guilty. Yeah. So you're, I don't think you're going to get two-thirds of the Senate unless unless we were able to turn the Senate as well. It's tougher to do that. Um, but I, th I think I think we're going to get the House and the Senate. I just don't think we have two-thirds. But those are the options. They could they can impeach Trump or they can impeach Biden um, and impeach Kamala and Nancy's gone and they could put Trump in. That That's an option if they can get two-thirds. I don't think they get two-thirds. Yeah, see, that, that, that level of conspiracy right there is why you're now Kramer Q. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a way to get Trump back in. <laughs> Just two more weeks. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take, I'm, that's what I should do is on the icon for my logo is instead of it being a circle, it'll be a Q. 
Yeah, that would work. Podcast in it. That's what I should do. I'll make it a cue. That would work. Now, wouldn't that be the finger in their eye? I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, well... It's, it's, well, well that, that, so, so that's one way. So the other thing you may have heard me talking about here recently is the the theory of how they get Gavin Newsom in. They cannot keep, yeah. um, they can't keep Biden in for another two years. That's just not going to work. They need somebody that number one, this would this would circumvent um, a January impeachment of Biden. So what they do is they come in and they tell Kamala that you're never going to be president ever. You're lucky you're VP. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to give you this group over here or this department, well, something, they're going to give her something and they're going to make her rich. And she never has to work again or worry about money again. And she can go work on some NGO or some private organization or whatever. So she, she resigns. Biden needs a new VP and they'll come up with with some reason as to why she's resigning. But um, Biden will name Gavin Newsom as his new VP. And then within just a few months, Biden will step down because there's rumors that Biden is sicker than than just the dementia, that he may be suffering from the same kind of thing that Bo Biden suffered from. And that's why we're not seeing him in the public. That would yeah. explain a number of different things. So if you've got brain cancer along with um, uh, dementia compounded, they even realize they cannot continue to sell this lie to the American people forever. So Joe steps down. Gavin Newsom becomes the new president. And the conversations are already that it's either going to be one of three women that he brings on board. Um, it'll be Gretchen Whitmer, the um, bro, was it Bros, the the mayor of DC, mm-hmm. um, and then the other one is um, Stacey Abrams. Those are the three that have been talked about. Now, most recently, I heard that the, Gretchen Whitmer is not part of the list anymore. That she may or may not be part of that mix. But that's another scenario that's been played out, and it's all legal. It's exactly right. what Nixon did in 1971-1972 um, with Spiro Agnew being his VP, had to step down. He named Gerald Ford. Nixon steps down. Gerald Ford becomes president. Yep. So it's all there. It can all happen. Um, and it would explain why Gavin Newsom was in D.C. Um, while Joe was over hat in hand begging for oil from the Saudis. Yeah, that didn't Who, really work out. Why was he at the White House? Who was he meeting with? Yeah, um, I, I was curious about that one too because it, yeah. it seemed like it came out of the blue, right? And um, what one of the reasons it caught my attention is there was no attention. No, and anything that's important they don't pay attention to. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of a lot of uh, watching the news is what are they not reporting on? <laughs> exactly, especially when you know what's going on. Yeah, when you're active on a daily basis, you go, "Well, why hasn't that story made the news yet?" Well, there's a reason they don't want it known because either they're not prepared for a uh, a comeback, they don't they don't have an answer to the charges that are being made, or they don't want any noise on this yet until it gets larger. Yeah, well, it just like the decertifications and uh, is it uh, Florida just convicted a bunch of yep, people twenty, and, and yet you still have all these people running around going, "There's not one shred of evidence." Right. I, I love the phrase uh, "widespread fraud." Well, fraud's a crime, so yeah. why does it have to be widespread before we pay attention to it? If murder, murder's a crime, we pay attention to it before it becomes widespread. Rape, theft, robbery. Why yeah. Why is why is election fraud the one crime that it has to be widespread before they'll well, pay attention to it? 
are they really paying attention to murder and fraud and all that when the DOJ, <laughs> the DOJ is spending all their time saying that Republicans are domestic terrorists? Just well, I love it. John Fetterman in Pennsylvania says that he goes, you know, he says we could empty one third of our prisons in Pennsylvania and it wouldn't cause any problems in the state. Yeah. You wouldn't notice it at all because the crime rate's so high already. Yeah. Right. They, they just don't get it. He wants to he wants to empty one third of the prisons. Uh, probably not a good idea. Well, they, they, well, these are for nonviolent and okay. But did they, they not, steal something? Did they? Yeah. What did they do? Why are they in jail? Because if you're in, if you committed a felon, you're a felony. You're in there for a while, over a year. What did you do? I don't know what those people did. Did they no. steal? You know, what, why that one? Why I watched that one is um, putting criminal elements into um, a society is part of um well communists yep. to destabilize yep um russia was it poland that russia dumped all their criminals into poland yep. Yep. yeah yep well the same thing that's what that's what um um, um what was cuban uh, uh what was his name um he's dead uh the, the the first dictator castro castro when castro um in the in the late uh, 80s um you know uh, that's who he sent um, yeah. When he opened up, he says, "Okay, you want people? We'll send you people. Yeah, <laughs> you you want them to be able to be free, and that's that's where the movie Scar Scarface came from because there were so many criminals being released from Cuba, and we were going, come on, well, we welcome all of you, and then they came in and they were they became part of the crime syndicates in our country. Yep. That and that's that, a that's a way you you destabilize. Yep, it's a way you can control because people get afraid." With yep. a high crime rate, they are just begging for government to come in and save yep. them. Yep. And one of those things is, well, if we de-arm de you, right. you'll be safer. Yeah. If, if nobody has guns but us, it'll be safer. Well, I'm not. Are you waiting for the criminals to give up their guns? If the criminals give up their guns first, I'll consider it. I wouldn't because I don't want to get stabbed. <laughs> I don't want to get thrown out of a building, you know? <laughs> I'd rather it be a gunfight. Yeah, I'd rather. I mean, I, th I think a gun would end me a lot quicker and easier than being like pitched off of a three-story building. Yeah, you know, it, it's only it's that three seconds because you know that's three seconds it comes to a sudden stop. You know, yeah. Then then your problems will all be over. Yeah, um, be, before they give up their guns, give up pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or mandate that all buildings have mattresses around them, like you know, uh, trampolines yeah. all around buildings. They can't even if they throw you off, you're going to bounce. You're going to yep. have a good time. Yeah, and they'll just call. Uh, yeah, sidewalk control. Well, let me ask you this: so with with the call now, Beto, I don't know if you've been watching his campaign down there. He's you know famously said he's coming for the AR-15s and so on. Yep. Uh, have you been watching his campaign much? All of these uh, occurrences that he's having at his his campaign. A little bit, yeah. The hecklers and everything. Doesn't that seem a little staged? Absolutely. It, it's it, and it's one guy. These hecklers are only showing up for one guy. Yep. They're not showing up for any other candidates. One guy, and it's always it's always they. You know, they showed the one girl, by the way, who had the uh, the hat on, and she stood there. I'm a Republican, but, but I want to get some solid <laughs> answers from you. And she's got to you know make America great hat on again. And it's like, well, if, if a Republican was really there, that's not really the way they'd pitch that answer that question. The uh, his. He's always got the perfect soundbite answer. Yeah, it's always and, it's it's staged, it's staged. Uh, and 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 take it from me, a person. This is what I do for a living: is marketing and advertising, public events. This kind of stuff is what I strategize about. So when I'm telling you <laughs> that it's staged, it's staged. 
Yeah. Nobody's, well, nobody's going to go to an event where, and, and laugh about people being shot at Uvalde. No conservative is going to go there and go, ha, 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 ha. Did you, did you see that that Republican butt thing started to get legs and how many content creators shut it down real quick? Well, well I know I, I didn't. What was it? Oh, uh, TikToks, uh, Facebook, all, all social media. You started seeing this, uh, I'm a Republican, but, and then they'd follow it with like an anti-Republican sort of message. And it only lasted less than a week because I jumped on it and I saw other creators jumping on it, just mocking it. Yep. And what is what it is. You see, you see it for what it is through, through social media. We shut down a new narrative that was coming out Yep. Yep. because it's not there. It's just not there. The, the Ameri- Listen, you do not have to be a Republican or conservative to be unhappy with what's going on in this country. That's why Joe's got such a, an abysmal um, approval rating. His disapproval rating is in the 70s or 80s. Yeah, remember when they were saying before the election they'd be happy to pay more for gas if it got Trump right. out? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, they're Didn't not so have, happy. No, they're, they're not sticking to their guns on that one. Well, the same people said that said they were going to move when Trump was, you know, made president, and they stayed yeah. here and got the benefit of low gas prices. Now they're upset, and it's funny to me. You know, the the the, the black and the Hispanic community um, are historically uh, conservative, yeah. and. It's funny to me that for whatever reason that they voted Democrat for so long because I think they believe the promises. And then they see as soon as something else comes up, they get abandoned by the party. Listen, uh, the Republican Party doesn't go out and doesn't look specifically into groups and say, um, we're going to support you here. and We're going to support our, our approach, at least mine is, is that we support everybody equally, that we give everybody the same chance. You know, instead of going out and um, you know speaking to groups, trying to get them on board, saying that well, if you do, if you do, if you vote for us, then we'll treat you special. We'll give you something special. That is so un-American. It's not funny. How how do the Democrats? It's hilarious, and I don't know how they get away with it. When a Democratic politician goes into the black community and then starts doing like a slur or an abonic sort of accent. I, I don't get that. They start like, talking. They start Hillary does it all the time. Yeah. Kamala I, does it. I thought I thought you were supposed to get punched for doing that. Right. That's what I thought. <laughs> but it's almost like mocking them, right? And because I, I, I don't do that. You don't do that. When I no. talk to other people, you know, I mean imagine imagine if you start talking to a Chinese group, right? Or an Asian group and you started talking like this, right? Started talking yeah. in Ching Chang voice. Right. What like what uh, was it? David. Um, oh, what's it? Uh, uh, who's the comedian? David Chappelle. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know, when, when he does his Ching Chong voice. Yeah. You start talking. You think that they would that fly there? No. But if you do it with the black community, it's OK. It's a it's it, To me, it's, it's racist as, as, as all get out. Yeah. I don't know how they get away with that. Well, because. You know what I think it is? I, I've met enough politicians and people who want to be around politicians uh, that it's sucking up to them. They want to be accepted. In their mind, they think that that person is something more than they are. What they don't realize is the something that that person is, is on loan to them. Their power doesn't belong to them. The governor's power doesn't belong to him. It belongs to the people. Mm-hmm. The, the, the power doesn't belong to the, to the lady legislator. It belongs to the people who voted for her. That, that, that power is on loan. So these people get these big heads and then they get the big heads and the little groups they, they build up around them it is so funny. That's why when I just walk up to these groups, I, I was at CPAC, right? And I just walk up to people. Hey, how you doing? 
And well, people go, who are you? Where, where'd you come from? You're not part of our little group here. Nope, I'm not. I'm introducing myself. And the reason that I do that is because I don't look at politicians as anything special, anything more. It's another fucking job that for whatever reason, we've put up on a pedestal that they're doing something better because they're better than us. We should call them honorable. Yeah. You know what? I'll call you honorable in your obituary. That's when we can tell if you lived an honorable life. When it's done, then I call you your honor. Until yep. then, you're anything else because we don't know if you've been honorable. We we, we got to catch up, up on that, and I think that more more people have to be aware of that, exactly. you know, and, and have right. to, and right. and not praise these politicians. Right now, it's so bad that I believe for every two years you serve in Congress, you should get six months in prison. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, we may not know what you did, but you, we did, know something. you did something. You, you did, did something. something. Well, Nancy Pelosi is a great example, right? And she, and, and I know that she's the, the poster child for this, but a lot of them are guilty of this, is that she went in, well, she's raised the value of her family fortune a $36 million in the last two years. $36 million increase in financial gains over a two-year period while Americans are suffering. She has no she has no idea how Americans are suffering. It is so bad. There's a website that tracks her stocks so that I know. you can do. <laughs> you, can, you can do the exact same thing that she does. I mean, it's right there. Don't. Well, so what happens next? We've been bitching about it. What happens next? Do the so here? I'll I'll lay out what I think, and then you tell me what you think is going to happen. Okay. I don't think the elections are going to happen. I think that they're going to try to suspend habeas corpus. I think they're going to try and um, say that we have a national national emergency at hand, something like that. That'll be one option. Or they'll go to, we've got monkeypox or some new disease. There's a new disease that just broke out of China that people are sick and now they're worried about it, that it's, it's worse than COVID. Um, and so we shall see. Um, Blue states are already warning that they're going to lock down this fall, that they want to start masking again and so on. They're already ramping that up. People are pushing back. Um, I don't. I think that they're going to try anything that they can to stop the elections. If they can't get the elections stopped, I think that they're going to release Black Lives Matter and Antifa back into the streets. And this time around, they're not going to be met with police who refuse to do anything. They're going to be met with a community of Kyle Rittenhouses that refuse to allow their communities to be burnt. And then we've got major problems. That's what I think is going to happen. I agree with you that if they pull out their brown shirts again, it's not going to go like it did last time. Right. But I think what they're going to do is they're going to take some losses in Congress. They're going to take some losses in the Senate, but they're going to cherry pick <clears throat> Just like they cherry picked uh, to steal Wisconsin, they only had to steal Milwaukee. Um, the, to steal Arizona, Arizona, they only had to steal Phoenix. Right. <clears throat> Sorry, had to clear my throat. Um, I think they're going to cherry pick their losses, and they're going to let uh, some states just like crush with red. But then they're they're going to cherry pick to to minimize their losses, and they're gonna they're gonna smoke those machines again. Um, well, okay, so uh, that that's a possibility, but then what happens post that? Because see, that's what they're worried about. The, the same lesson. thing. The same thing that just happened. They're go, they're going to claim if you talk about it, you're a domestic terrorist. If you uh, the media is going to say, hey, this was all safe and secure, and nothing to see here. And well, but 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 I'm saying moving past that. So so you're saying that they'll cherry pick. Will they allow the red wave to happen? 
Yes, they're, they're going to allow in some areas the red wave to happen. And they're going to, like, if they know someone is an actual troublemaker, they might smoke those machines. But they're, they know who the rhinos are, and they're going to get in. And then a lot of, a lot of the, the narrative is going to be, see, we got these people in, we're winning. No, I, it won't because those of us who are the loudest voices won't let that happen. That's, that's, what, that's what we've been screaming at these politicians is that you can't rest on your laurels that you won. Now you got to fight, fight, fight and get the rest of the rhinos out. So, so the question is, is they allow us to win. We get, we get the House back. Um, the House is all we need initially. It'd be great mm-hmm. to have the Senate back as well, but all we need is the House. We can stop the spending. We can stop everything. Um, so we get back into the House the the investigations start, and that's what that's what scares these people. It's the investigations. Yes, that, right? that it would be terrifying for them. So if, if that happened, but w- is it really going to happen? Yes, because we yes. we've had we've had the rhino trouble. I haven't seen I haven't seen the Republican uh, Party move and shake since Nukin Gingrich. And that's it's coming back because people like myself are getting involved. People that have a backbone that aren't in it for the politics. That's why. That's why this movement. That's why. Um, I hate to say it this way because it sounds egotistical. That's why the Kramer says voice. What we've been doing for the last two years. That's why it's been shut down so many times. Even the establishment in the state of Indiana has fired me because that, of my voice. Because of what I've been saying. They're they're afraid of us. I, uh, how does it make you feel personally? that your networking is already to the level that when you get taken down, you have this little army of creators that puts you right back up. <laughs> How does that feel? Yeah, it, well, what it, what it tells me is that they can't silence us. They can't, they can't put us down forever. Uh, we may go down for a while, um, but we're building new avenues and different ways of being able to reach out. And that makes me feel that there's a group of people that believe in what we're saying. That, again, I, I could disappear tomorrow and never be on camera or be on one of these podcasts again, uh, continue to do the work that we're doing behind the scenes. I don't need uh, personal gratification. I don't get personal gratification. The personal gratification I get from what we're doing is the job that we're doing and the results that we get. Um, the followers um, and all of that, I don't, I don't get into that. I, I've done media my entire life. Doesn't matter to me, right? Yeah. Um, I don't worry about the comments. What most people don't lo- know about is that um, when you were a DJ on the air and you were getting phone calls all the time, that was about 2% of your audience. And when you go through your comments and you look at your comments, you're going to see on average that it's about 2% of your audience. And so what the comments are, I go through and read them. I just don't respond to the negative ones because it's only 2% of my audience. I don't give a shit. I learned that a long time. So that's why I don't get upset or get angry about the comments. What I do is I do come back and I answer falsehoods. I answer lies that have been told about me or or mistruths or misunderstandings. But as far as how it makes me feel, what would make me feel great is to return to 2019. And when we get back to that, when we get our freedoms back, when we're able to, to move about and speak about freely, then you'll see me disappear. And I won't be doing this anymore. But until then, I'm going to be a force to reckon with. Conservative content with the way they try and take us down, it's really become like whack-a-mole. It is. The censors. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that they, uh, for example, um, 
Here's what's funny. You can see it being used as a weapon, the censorship, the censorship being used as a weapon by both sides in that I put up information about the vaccines and about COVID. That's what I, I talked about. And freedoms for the last two years, that's all I've talked about. Those, those, those things. Um, and now people want to turn on each other because, you know, now COVID's over. What do you talk about? Well, it's, it, it's got to be these other issues. And if you talk about something that is making somebody money and you say that thing doesn't exist, it's not true, it's not real, you can't have faith in it because you don't know what the true plan is. You don't even know what Cuba believes in. Yeah. And when you attack them, then they turn around and attack you. Um, what you realize is, is that censorship is a weapon from both sides. It's a double-edged sword. And my fear is, is that these people on our side that would censor... Um, they get in charge. They're no different than than the left. More importantly, it is that somebody could come through and claim to be Q. It's not me. It um, is you. <laughs> it, it is you. You're the only one that it fits. <laughs> is is that to come out and say that they were Q and to do something nefarious? To say we're going to charge the Capitol and this time we're going to be armed. That's fucking dangerous. I. That's what I fear most. You know, one one thing I've noticed is with the censorship. Um, I'll, I'll use race as an example, because we're, we're in a new age. And let me explain. Um, if I were a black man, I would not want racism censored because I would want to know who the racists exactly. are. Yep. Well, once they started censoring it, now what they've been able to do is there's racists everywhere. Yep. And, and everyone's a secret racist. Yep. And we are at that level now. Everyone's a Nazi. They're just hiding it from you. They're not hiding it. You censored the Nazis. You idiot. They were pointing at themselves. Yep. 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 Well, it's like Antifa, what they say, right? They go out and they say, we, we're justified in doing these actions that we're going to do. We're, we, we, we're justified in burning down this building. Because they're it's, secret Nazis. They're secret Nazis. They're the Nazis. The people that are taking action in the streets and burning shit down, those are the Nazis. Yeah, that's straight that's brown shirts. That's what the brown shirts did. Yep. They 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 put people into fear. But they're Shut not. Up. They're not because it's in the name. Right. <laughs> it's in the name. Right. We we hate fascists. We can't be fascist. We say we don't like fascists. Yeah. What, what I find what I find interesting is I don't know if you saw Bernie Sanders' speech on the Senate floor where he telling the other congressional members that they got to get their shit in line because the American people are not happy and that a a large group of people are ready to pick up arms against their nation. And that's never healthy when the majority of the people in the country feel that they've got to pick up arms and that the the government is working against them. I mean, did you see, did you see that speech? I did not see that. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go watch that one, but um, I, my, my hot take on it, just with you telling me he said that, uh, to me, it's just troublesome that the government keeps talking like three, four times a day. There's another article about how the FBI, the DOJ or this, or this, they're worried about the domestic terrorists that yep. hate the government. Yep. And it's like, why don't you fucking act in a way that we don't hate you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's easily solvable. Stop, stop calling. Well, first of all, stop using the FBI against American citizens. Yes. Stop using it as a secret police of whoever's in power, in particular, the Democrats. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't right with what Nixon did. He should have gone to jail. That would have been the best thing for the country. It would have shown every other president that no Mm -hmm. one is above the law. Right. Um, and 
now what we've got is we've got people in this country, and, and I was saying it earlier, um, happy, a happy electorate doesn't think about civil war. They don't the, discuss it. They don't talk about it. Yeah, the funny thing is, is no one's actually really talking civil war. No. Except the government. Except the government and the media. The only two people that are talking civil war and gov- and civil war and, and unrest uh, are Democrats and the media. We're not talking about that. I don't know. I've, I've never is. I've never seen you talk civil war. No. When when I talk to other people, I hang out with people. I'm going to be um, this last weekend. I was on a tubing trip, and there were other content creators there, conservatives. We don't talk civil war. We are talking about handing beers. Right. And, and how to solve the problem without civil war. But then I go home and I turn on the TV and they're like, oh, yep. well, they're all worried about these domestic. Yep. Yeah. I. Th- well, that's the thing is the that. The boogeyman in the basement. That's all it is. Exactly. exactly. You know, that's what gets me is that they sell, it's, it's fear porn. They sell this fear. And then the left, th- those who are most susceptible are the ones who perpetuate this. Right. Well, um, have we actually in the last 10 to 15 years had an actual grassroots domestic terrorist group that wasn't started by the FBI? No. It's, no. It, you want to talk about who's the domestic terrorist? It's the damn FBI. FBI. Look at Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. You know, 12 of the 14 people involved work for the FBI. Only two guys. And by and the they way, got they got off. They got acquitted. Because yep. they didn't do anything wrong. They they were talked into it. They were they were talked into it by the FBI who gave them everything that they needed or what they thought they needed. Now I sort of I sort of understand the thinking behind it when it first started is if we make it easy for these mentally ill people or these extremist people to join a group, we'll be able to see who they are. Yep. But it's gone too far too long. Yep. Well, and because they want to rest. See, that's the whole thing about the police is that they need a rest. Or they don't want to stop crime. They want to arrest people for crime. That's yeah, how that's they get job. credit for what they're doing. Yeah. Stopping crime does not give them credit for stopping crime. It's like a um, the media will not report on the number of crimes that don't happen because a gun is pulled and stops the crime. Well, the police aren't there to stop crime. Nope. They're there to investigate and punish people who have committed that's crimes. It. If you want to stop crime, that starts in the home yep. and in uh, mental health. Yep. I've, but, I've said the same thing. But that's laws, laws and the police do not stop crime. They're punitive no. measures. If you get caught, this is what will happen to you. That's it. Yeah. The it's, police. It's, it's the wish list of how long you want the state to take care of you. Yep. Yep. You know, you can go down the list of laws and you can decide how long you're going to go away for if you get caught. And, and that's, that's, that's all it is. That's it. And, and you can see, you can see, I, I commit this crime. This is what I'm going to have to pay. Right. Yeah. But it's punitive. It's punishment. And what people don't get is that that's like um, the police have no responsibility to save your life if you're in harm's way. Did you know that? Yeah. Most people don't know that. They see protect and serve on the side of a police car. Many communities have taken that off because of the liability issue of stating that on the car. Because what happened in New York was two uh, two police officers on the subway uh, watched a man being stabbed. They were in a little cubicle where they couldn't be touched, right? And they watched a man being stabbed, and the man who was getting stabbed sued the police for not taking action. The Supreme Court said they have no responsibility to put their life in danger to save your life. Yeah, I, I saw that really. Yeah. You know, so 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 that that what that means is, is, and this is not putting down police. 
right? For those of you that, that do go and do your job on a daily basis and treat people the right way, don't have a chip on your shoulder and are just trying to get through the day and get home, not trying to make people's lives, not trying to not trying to make people's lives worse because you're pissed off at your life. If you're not one of those cops, then we're behind you 100%. At least I am. You I'm, I'm going to speak for a bricklayer here, but that's the way I look at it. Uh, I believe as far as police, not sheriffs, I'm saying police, 99% or more are really good people and they really want to do good for the people. Um, but you got to watch the mayor because yeah. police are the goon squad of the mayor. Yep. Nothing more. Uh, and and I if just you get a bad out, mayor in there, you are going to have bad policing. And I just found out, by the way, that all police departments underneath the mayor are actually running under a charter of the sheriff's department. That the sheriff can go in and take them over at any point. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, we had a sheriff in Milwaukee do that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just learned. I didn't know that. You know, and, I mean, that's interesting information that, that you think that the police department, you know, is a policing department. They're not. They're they're the police of the mayor. They answer to the mayor. They and yeah. that's they're not elected officials. The police chief, nobody. And I knew that the police chief wasn't elected, but but it, it just seems strange. How can they operate? And then you find out well, they're operating under a charter of the sheriff's department. The sheriff can pull them in at any time and say, I'm going to deputize you. You're no longer under the police department. And the reason that that yeah. is necessary is because the the elected official for law enforcement is the sheriff, not the police chief. The mayor isn't an elected official of law enforcement. And so there has to be a way for law enforcement to take care of a corrupt mayor or corrupt system. And that's yeah. how you do it. That's well, why you because the police aren't in the Constitution, the sheriff is. Right. Exactly. They get to operate only because he lets them. Right. And just like uh, there are places where the sheriff lets you walk around with firearms, essentially policing. Yep. Yep. Deputized. Well, well, they had in, um, I'm trying to remember where this was. Um, well, I know in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis, when the when the police, when they took Marion County and they combined the police department with the sheriff's department, um, the sheriff became the new chief. Mm-hmm. There was no chief of police. It's just now, now there's, they've got a guy that handles the police department, but he's no longer in control. It's the sheriff. And people need to realize it. I've said that for a long time. The, the number one most important, most powerful person in your community is your sheriff. They can do more to you on it within 24 hours than even the governor, governor can. Well, I think, and I might be wrong on this. I know I'm right as far as police go, but um, a sheriff can charge you with a crime. Police cannot. If like, I-, I Oh, uh, right, you're right. I got hauled in. There, uh, I had a crappy neighbor. They, they moved. But they caused a bunch of trouble, and the police took me in on a disorderly conduct, thinking that I that would defuse the situation. I ended up not being charged with a crime, but I didn't let them book me. Right, and I was laughing at them, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> uh, it's it's Memorial Day weekend. You won't be out until Tuesday." I said, "You can't hold me that long without charges, buddy. Yep. I'm walking out of here." And they showed me the little piece of paper from the from the police, and I looked at it and I said, "That looks like recommended charges." Yep. Until a DA or the sheriff looks at that, kiss my butt. Yep. So as I walked out like a boss the following morning, <laughs> I looked in the little discharge paper. They had Xeroxed the photo of my driver's license to put on the paperwork because I wouldn't let them take my photo. Oh, my God. It was pretty funny. Well, again, that it's, it's standing. When you know your rights, 
And yeah. there, there's there's two groups of people. There's people that think they know their rights and how things work, and they're the worst people because yeah. they always oh the constitutionalists. Yeah, they they always they always espouse this, and they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Um, the the person who knows their rights, and that's why you know. I, I don't. I find it interesting these audits that they do, where they the First Amendment audits, where they go into a, a city council, a city county building, for example, and they start videotaping, and then the sheriff comes out or the the police come out and say you can't do this, and and they they threaten the person with arrest, and then you find out well no they they don't have those authorities. We've got so many police and so many sheriffs that don't know the law, um, and, and when I say that. It's because it's because they're not trained on actual law. They're trained on how to arrest people yeah. and the process to do that as opposed to the conditions under which the arrest is made. And so I think what American people are doing is they're waking up and saying, listen, I have these rights. And if I don't stand up for them, someone's always going to try to, to diminish them. And, and again, I'm not coming down on the sheriffs. I'm not coming down on the police. But I think that what we all should, all should do is we should all – Look at the situation for what it is. I'll give you an example, and then, I, then I'll shut up about this. Um, my wife and I were leaving for Florida. We're in Indiana. It's raining like cats and dogs. We're going through a construction zone. And I was speeding, trying to catch up to the car in front of us to let them know that their taillights were not coming on. So I'm flashing my lights. Somebody called and said that we were acting as we were a police car and trying to pull cars over. By the way, in the pouring rain, I drive a 370Z convertible. Nobody looks at that and says, ah, I think that's an undercover cop car. Right? <laughs> Nobody does. So so to, they called it in and they said that I was trying to impersonate police officers. Well, a state cop ends up pulling me over. As I'm trying to tell the lady to roll down her window, right, we've got the whole thing on camera. He pulls me over. Super cool. He comes up and he goes, hey, he says, you know, he looks in the window. It's me and my wife. We've got, you know, stuff crammed in the car because it's a little car. And he says, he says, uh, we got a report that you're trying to pull people over. I said, nope, just the car that was right there that we were trying to pull over there. Let them know they don't have any taillights. That's mm -hmm. all we were trying to do. But he was cool about it. Pulled up off the interstate because we're in a construction zone. He says, we'll go up to this gas station, pull in there, and we'll, we went in there and dealt with everything. But he was super chill, super yeah. cool, right? He realized that somebody had lied to the dispatcher made it bigger than it was. It wasn't what it was supposed to be. And then we could showcase, this is what we were trying to do. You could not see. It was a gray van with no lights on in the fast lane doing 40. Oof, yeah, that can be a dangerous in the situation. You got to get the fuck over. They yeah. wouldn't move over. I'm flashing my lights at him to get him to move over. So we can come up beside him and tell him they don't have any, you know, they don't have any lights on. Um, and um, when they stopped, that's what scared the shit out of me. When they put their brakes on, because I'd come up behind him, they put their brakes on, no brake lights now. So not only do they don't, they're, they're in the, the fast lane going slow in the rain. They don't have any brake lights. So that's why all of a sudden it was an emergency because we just had a pileup where like two people got killed on 65 on, on the north side of Indianapolis from a similar type situation. So when I explained that to the officer, he goes, oh, okay. And we, it was a warning and he, he, he walked away. Chill. He saw the situation for what it was. If no one's ever experienced that, having a car stopping with no brake lights coming on, it comes yeah. at you quick. Quick. At 70 years. When you're, when you're doing 70 miles an hour, 55 miles an hour in a, in a, uh, <laughs> in a construction zone, um, you come up on somebody and they put their brakes on. You're absolutely right. Cause you're not, you're, you're expecting their brakes. Come on. That's your, your, that's your feedback. And when they don't have that, you've just lost that one second of, of pause. 
your brain has to realize, hey, they just stopped and they don't have any brake lights on. And then you got to slam your brakes on in the rain. It's dangerous as fuck. So, again, that officer picked things up and was able to do it. Uh, well, you brought, you brought up he was state patrol. Yep. A lot of people don't know how highly trained state patrol is in most Different. states. They yep. are actually there to act in emergency to take over as mayor of towns. Yep. Yep. By the order of the governor. Yep. Uh, so when a state patrolman pulls you over, that man at if there was an emergency is actually trained to take over a city. Yep. And act as mayor. And 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 trained to come in and take over police departments or sheriff's departments. That the state police is who come in and has uh, say over a, a corrupt um, uh, sheriff's department, for example. Mm-hmm. It's the state police that come in. So. Um, yeah, you're you're right. The, the, you know, the city guys. I'm not cutting you, city guys. You know, saying you're you're not as good. But um, well, people people should learn the difference in the right. law enforcement. A lot of people they they paint it with a wide brush. But um, and like I said, I'm uh, I get along great with the city police in my city. You yep. know, um, and uh, even if they slap cuffs on me and take me away, I, I understood it was a defuse the situation. Yeah, and 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 I knew I was walking out of there. Um, but I still laugh with those same guys. And, um, but well, and, and learn, think, you have to learn the difference, uh, right. between sheriff and, um, city police and what state patrol is there. Um, a lot of people haven't asked the question, why do we have these different tiers of law enforcement? Well, they're there to operate in different capacities. And with each other, they have different yeah. responsibilities to each other and how they fulfill it. It's interesting to me of how many state cops are former Marines, yeah, a lot of Marines that go into the state cops for whatever reason. Yep. Um, my my cousin was a state cop in Indiana for years. Uh, he's now a a, um, a a county sheriff, and um, th- that's where I get all my learning about why the sheriff is the most important person in your county. Is I learned as as, as when he ran for office what his powers were. And I went, wow, I didn't know any of that. And oh, so yeah. it's important to to understand who the people around you are, and and to get to, to your point to get to know them to have a relationship with them. So in that event where there is a situation where you and them are in the same situation, the same place, that there's a, there's a human element that you're not just a guy causing trouble. You know, you're Kramer or you're bricklayer. And, 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 and and, and I know you, and I know you're not a bad guy. You may be acting like an asshole right now, but you're a good guy. You know, you know, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here as opposed to, okay, that, that dude over there is causing a problem. We're going to go mace him and we're going to see what the problem, we're going to take him down. Uh, as, as opposed to just talking to him first. Well, a lot. There's been a lot of things that have happened that if people understood the the tiers of law enforcement and what they're there for, um, if you actually have a cop who's being dirty, you you don't yep. report it to his department. You call the sheriff. Yep. yep. Uh, these people, I see these videos. I want your supervisor. I want the supervisor. Now, normally, uh, they're the they're the problem, not the cop. Right. Almost all of those videos. But if I had a cop that was acting the fool, I'd call the sheriff and go, I need a deputy over here real right quick. Now. Right. Yeah. Well, you saw you saw the one where the uh, the, the, the city cop was pulling people over in a jurisdiction. He was out of his jurisdiction. And the sheriff said, you do that again. I'll arrest you. Yeah. So we, we've got you know, we've got these dynamics, these power dynamics. We, we had a, um, um, a, a police officer that was a female police officer. And I think it was in Oregon or Idaho. I'm not sure it was out West, but she was pulling people over in an area that wasn't her district or jurisdiction to pull people over. And when she was called on it, she says, well, I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've robbed a store before. <laughs> yeah. It's illegal. It's illegal. You can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. And, and, and my point is that what people have to have is they have to, they have to have two things. They have to know their rights and have a backbone to stand up for them. Mm-hmm. Be willing to be arrested. To your point, being willing to be taken away, knowing your rights, going, hey, this ain't going to happen. Ain't, nothing's going to happen here. Not to the crazy level that some people take it, like these right. people at border stops that end up getting their windows smashed in because they're being right. a prick about it. You right. don't have to be a prick about it. Yep. Yep. No. You, you, <laughs> no. You, you can stand up for your rights. On the other hand, on the other hand, there's there's far too many police officers, and I've run into them myself. I've had a couple over the years, just a couple, um, that have an authority problem. problem. Yeah. They cannot... You cannot question their authority. I, I'll give you an example of what happened to me. And I, I didn't even know it was happening to me at the time. I was um, in downtown Indianapolis. This is back in the 80s. And I'm walk, walking down the street with a nightclub owner. And he and I are having a conversation. And we're walking along, along a row of all nightclubs down in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, Meridian Street used to be all nightclubs. And so um, walking across uh, through Meridian and a bartender uh, that had, used to work for the, the, the owner knew both of us. And saw us coming and told the cop that was working security for the bar that they worked at to stop us and, and fuck with us. Well, so how cops, did he interpret that, though? Well, he, he interpreted that as he was going to fuck with us and have some fun while Val, the bartender, was watching and, and, okay. and, and thinking it was funny, right? And he's going to, well, as soon as I said, fuck you, I'm not doing that shit. He flipped from being, hey, fun guy, into being somebody who had been, his authority had been questioned. Yeah, that's not healthy. That's not healthy, right? And so as soon as I questioned it, because what he wanted us to do is he, he was going to give us a breathalyzer test or a sobriety test for walking down the street. We didn't have beers on us, nothing. I said, you don't have a right to stop us. He goes, yeah. I can do anything I want. I go, no, you can't. Back the fuck off. That's how that conversation, I didn't know Val was back there laughing at us, right? But all of a sudden he got pissed. He went from being the guy who's playing a joke to how dare you question my authority. And I don't put up with that. Because that's not that's no different than being a bully. If you're trying to, under color of law, make me do something, that's nothing more than being a bully. You're wanting me to do it because I think that you're gonna, I'm gonna get in trouble with you. But when I know that I can't get in trouble with you, I don't give two shits and I'll talk to you like I talk to anybody else. You have no right. You have no authority here. Otherwise, if you had authority, when the cop, the state cop, pulled up behind me on the freeway, I pulled over. He had the authority. That's what I did. I did the first thing. And then we see how much more authority does he have. Right. First thing he came up to the first question is, do you have a gun in the car? You have a firearm in the car? Yeah. It's right behind her seat. Yep. yep. Honest up front. Hands on the steering wheel the whole bit. Right. I don't, I don't want you scared. You're fine. <laughs> that gun ain't yeah. coming out. Trust me. You're good. <laughs> and you I, keep a smile on your face the entire time. He was cool. This cop downtown wasn't. And, and that's my point is that um, those cops um, that do that, they know who they are. They know yeah. that they're the bad apples. They know who they are, and their departments know who they are, but they keep them on for whatever reason. No, I want to send a message because I've run into those cops too. Mm-hmm. When they've decided that they're done talking mm-hmm. and they want to arrest you, just mm-hmm. let them. Mm-hmm. Do not argue anymore. Nope. Just shut your mouth. You, you're going to get out. Yep. You're going to get back out, and then they're going to have to prove why they did what they did. And if you've got a good attorney, you don't have to do dick. Except yeah. for spend the money that the city pays you once you sue them, because that's what'll happen. Yeah. And that's people, that's how we fight back on all of these issues. We use the courts, we use the system that we have in place, and then we start showing them for who they are. If you've got a bad cop, that bad cop makes the hundred good cops look bad as well. We've and got that's, to get rid of that one is. bad cop. 
that's that's just like how uh, in politics right now same thing you know they they, they point out the craziest of the crazies on the right and the craziest yep. of the crazies on the left and it's both used to try and tell you not to join that side or the exactly. other exactly exactly when most of us are perfectly normal people well i you know how you know that most people are perfectly normal people is because we go about our days not talking politics and we get along just fine. Yeah. You you know, I don't go up to McDonald's and say, I'd like to have a Big Mac, uh, a large Coke and a large order of fries. And who the fuck did you vote for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, those red hats, though. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's another reason. It's people, uh, I had a couple of buddies of mine say, um, you know, why don't you wear a red hat? Or why don't you have a bumper sticker on your car? Because I'm not asking for trouble, right? Yeah. The last thing I need is to have my car in a parking lot that says I support Trump and I come back out and the tires are flattened or whatever. Right? Well, That's I'll, just I'll, stupid. I, st I still wear the red hat every once in a while. Yeah. And most, most of it, people are giving me thumbs up. People actually walk up and go, love the hat, that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, but my wife likes it when I wear it into Target. <laughs> And she has seen <laughs> seething, literal vocal comments. And like there was one, uh, we'll, we'll say like the typical blue hair. And she started to tremble. Like she was like scared. Yeah, like a rabbit that noticed there's a hawk <laughs> flying where she couldn't move until I left the aisle. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And it's like the only... You're <laughs> so, well, let me ask. So, so, with with that being the case, with with people being that fearful of a red hat, what do you think is going to happen this fall when this red wave happens? Do you think that do you think that it'll be a slap back to Democrats? Do you think they'll realize it, or do you think that they're going to? Do you think it's going to be twenty five? I, I, I agree with before? you. I agree with you. They're going to mobilize their brown shirts again. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to use that all the fear of oh, all the Nazis just got back into power. We have to stop the Nazis. Yeah. And they're going to mobilize their brown shirts and the black communities are going to pay the price. And do you think that the, the Kyle Rittenhouse effect will go into motion that people will say, I'm not going to I'm not going to do this anymore? I, I think I think there might be one or two incidences that are actually engineered as an excuse for the police to turn on the patriots to disarm them. I think it's going to be a hard sell because uh, we're going to be the it, hey as they're burning down buildings and they're they're bashing people's heads in with bricks. Yep. The media is going to point at oh this person that person they're they're using gun violence against these people, and we have to stop that gun violence. They'll they'll ignore all you the gun what? violence on the other side. You know, and I, I don't I think there's going to be a tough road to hoe. I mean, what what happened with. You know, 2020, as they said, as buildings were burning behind them, this is a mostly peaceful protest, yeah. except for the parts where it's not peaceful. Right. Well, but still to this day, it's peaceful protests, except for the people who tell the truth. And I'm not saying it's going to work. Right. I'm just saying, well, they'll try. Watch for that to happen. Right. Yeah, they'll watch try. for them they'll to try. try. They'll try. Well, man, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, we've been on here almost an hour and a half of an hour and 15 minutes or so. Um, is there anything okay. you want to say in closing? Uh, thank you very much for having me on. We'll have to do it again sometime, and uh, I'll keep pushing. Uh, I'll keep pushing your uh, your little plan here, Mister Q. 
Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Not Q, but we do have a plan. Uh, <laughs> our plan is to get involved. If you want to get involved, get involved. The way that you do it is do it locally. We can help you to an extent, but you've got to get involved locally. You as well, Bricklayer. What are you doing locally? What are you doing to, uh, to make your community better on a daily basis? Existing in it, I am a very generous person, and I do... Uh, um, I am a little bit plugged in on the community, yeah. um, mostly the food pantry. There you go. And, See, and, then, and, then it's, and then it's my, then it's my voice. Yep. And so everybody has to do a point. And the thing is I'm involved in politics and I tell people, you don't have to be involved in politics to, to be involved in your community. Everybody oh, no. plays a role in a different place. So nursing homes, exactly. Uh, teen, um, teen outreach. I did, I did a couple of years with inner city youth. Yep. Um, the easiest way to get plugged in is plug in with uh, a community church that does yep. outreach. Yep. If you go to a church and you go, oh, "Where, where's your outreach? And they're like, well, we don't really get the fuck out. Yep. 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 <laughs> that's not but, the church to belong into. That's one of the first things I got involved with was a group called Outreach Indiana, which is uh, an outreach uh, uh, ministry group um, that deals with um, homeless youth in the city of Indianapolis. Um, and for years, we gave substantial amount of time and energy and money to their fight. Um, and then it got politicized and new people came in. The guy that founded it got pushed out. And so we left that group, but I do that involvement. That's what I'm talking about. You make, yeah. that's how you make a, a, a difference in someone's life, a positive difference. Kiwanis um, is a good one too. What is that again? I'm sorry. Kiwanis. Uh, it is, it's a, a organization that it's uh, where you mentor youth yeah. Um, some of them will have them build robots and have competitions. Um, you, if you have a Kiwanis in your area, you probably have a festival that okay, you yep, see their yep. name. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, uh, I've donated to those festivals, and and uh, I'd be the guy because the, their little hamburger stand would always be full of old people. So I was the younger <laughs> one who would run to get all the frozen hamburgers uh, from the trailers. Uh, because if you let them wander off, they sometimes exactly don't find exactly. Their way back. exactly exactly exactly. <laughs> but there's ways up. to plug in. There's ways to plug exactly. in and and giving your time, just like you've been saying, you don't want people's money. Nope. You want their time. Yep. And um, whether it's getting involved politically, um, which you are helping people figure out how to plug in, if yep. you want to plug in non-political, um, find one of these groups, and your time is yep. way more valuable than a check. Because exactly. you can write exactly. a check and then they can buy all their frozen hamburgers and frozen hamburger buns for their festival. But if they got no one to cook it and yep. hand it out, yep, it ain't happening. Nope. They need people. They need bodies. They need people to be involved. And his, what I found is that when you get involved in one thing, it leads to another. And all of a sudden you've got more skin in the game. And when things go wrong and you believe that you've been cheated, you're a little bit more likely to raise your voice. Awesome. That's what we want. If you want to be a little and you're a volunteer, you end up meeting all the type of people that plug in and are exactly. willing to volunteer. And those are the best people exactly. that you want in your life. Exactly. I did that. I went out to Nevada and the, the, the first, the first, I, I got out there. And when I got out there to work with Tom Heck, I went to the GOP and I said, who are the, uh, who are the busy, the busy bodies in your organization? That's who I wanted to get to know. The, the little old ladies who were into everything because they knew everybody and they knew all the rumors, they knew all the, the stories, everything. That's who I talked to first. Um, yeah. and, and, and from that, I'm still, I'm still plugged into Nevada and I'm back in Indiana. Um, I still get calls about things that are going on out there. That's how it happens is that, is that once you get engaged and you get plugged in, um, it, it, it takes over. It, it starts becoming a way of life and you, you start to build this network.
With that being said, I'm out of here. This is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.